Hey, this is Brendan Gersall from King's Church. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. I pray that this message you're about to hear empowers you, encourages you, challenges you, and equips you to live the life that Jesus has for you. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, King's Church. Welcome to Church Online today. Merry Christmas. We started a series last week called Christmas for COVID, and this is the second message in that series, and Pastor Brent will be back next week to wrap this up, and I have the honor to be able to speak to you guys today, and I'm going to talk about the subject of disruption. What a fitting topic for this season. It has been a disruptive season, but I absolutely love Christmas, and I can tell you, and I'm not the only one, I've had some real highs and some real lows at Christmas time, but it doesn't matter how high or how low my season is, there is one thing that rings true in my Christmas season, and that is Christmas movies. Christmas movies will never go away, and we all have some favorites, and one of my favorites is the Griswolds, Clark Griswold Family Vacation, Family Christmas. This is what Clark was hoping for for Christmas. And as I said, we're talking about disruption today, and you already know where I'm going. This is what Clark wanted for Christmas, and this is what Clark got for Christmas. Clark got Cousin Ed. He wanted to have this beautiful Christmas where he was going to get his Christmas bonus. He was going to take some holidays. He was going to start his swimming pool for the spring. He had it all planned out, and disruption showed up and filled his sewer with his sewer. Isn't that what life is like sometimes? And the next, the next slide shows that this, is what, this was his Christmas. And I can promise you this isn't what he planned. And some of us are probably feeling like that about our Christmas. One of my other favorite movies, I watched this just a few weeks ago with my son, and I realized I'm in a little bit of a situation like this guy this Christmas. This is Jingle All the Way, where Arnold Schwarzenegger was a businessman. He actually comes home in the evening, and his wife looks at him and says, did you get Turbo Man, the toy? And he's like... Yeah, of course I did. Us husbands know what that means. He didn't get the toy. No big deal. He'd go to the department store the next day and pick it out. When he goes to the department store, the two salesmen, he says, hey, I'll take a Turbo Man. And they hysterically started laughing. He didn't know that it was the hottest toy ever. And it was sold out that Turbo Man wasn't happening. For the rest of the movie, he was fighting like seven-foot Santa Clauses. He was hustling. He was going down dark alleys. He was in a big competition with another guy to find Turbo Man. It consumed his Christmas season. Isn't that true sometimes that disruption actually disturbs Christmas season? That COVID has brought a whole different idea, a whole different type of disruption to Christmas. We all just want Christmas the way it is, but COVID in this season, and I don't want to just talk about COVID this and COVID that, but we all want a Merry Christmas. We all want the way Christmas is supposed to be, the way Christmas has been for years, and this has been a distraction. Back in March, when COVID happened, I kind of thought that this was more like an interruption where it was only going to last for a little bit, and then it kind of went through the spring, and it's gone through the summer, and now it's come back, and I don't know where you're listening at or what your restrictions are, but they're all over the map again. And this has been a massive disruption. And I know for me and my family in this season, we're feeling, we're feeling it, that it's actually affecting us. And, and in life, it's, it's, it changes things. It changes the way we go to the grocery store. And I know some of you are watching thinking, I love 
the way COVID has changed the grocery store. I get to walk in the grocery store and there's no lines and I don't have to talk to anybody. I get to, to go the way I want to go. It's, it's all aisles and all lines and you got to go this way and it's perfect and organized. And then there's people like me that every time I walk to the door, I forget my mask and I got to go back and get it. It's been totally disrupting. You know, and there's, there's minor disruptions in life and there's major disruptions in life. And not all disruptions are bad and not all are good. I know, as think of growing up, one of the disruptions for me was dating. I remember dating. I remember falling in love with Julie Reynolds. And if you've seen my beautiful wife, you can see why I've fallen head over heels. And it disrupted the way I did life. It was, it was, a, it was a 180. It changed how I did it. It was a disruption. I remember being on the phone. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, no you hang up. No, you hang up. Okay. Did you hang up yet? It was a disruption. It changed things. Kids came into the picture. I can't believe, I'll never forget being into the hospital, having the kids, and they said, you can go home. And I'm like, go home with who? Go home with your baby. I, I, I couldn't look after myself, and I wasn't even that young. I was 25 years old or 20, maybe 20. I don't even know how old I was, 26, 28. I can't look after this kid. It was a disruption. Them coming in the night, wanting to crawl in bed, keeping me up all night disruption. And I know I'm not the only one. Marriage comes in the picture. That, that's a disruption. It changes the way we do life. And like I said, they're not all bad and they're not all good. And then maybe for you, it was the phone call. When you picked up and you answered the phone and there was news on the other end that, that drastically changed the way you've done life forever. It, it changed maybe the plans and the hopes that you had. Maybe it was a son or, or a daughter that you've realized as they're growing up and you know, we, we have kids and we have hopes and dreams for those kids and they've fallen into addiction or, or they're going their own path or they've rejected and turned their heart against what we believe is the answer to life, Jesus. And it's just been an overwhelming disruption, something that you've carried with you for years and years. Maybe yourself, you had anxiety and, and you had depression and you have those things kind of figured out pre-COVID, pre this big disruption and the way you actually did life, the way you did recovery, the way you did church, the way you went to work, that everything had changed and now your patterns had changed and you're finding yourself struggling more and more with those things than you ever have. You know, we lose somebody to addiction. We lose somebody to suicide. We lose somebody to, to, to just natural causes. And, and it's disrupting. In this season, we've seen more suicides. As Pastor Brent said last week in that article about Japan, that there's been more suicides than there has been deaths for COVID. And in our area alone, just in the past couple of weeks, we have a recovery ministry that I, I have the honor to be part of. And we've seen multiple different people lose their lives, whether it's overdose or whether it's, it's um, loss. It, it's been just very disturbing and very disheartening. It's been very disruptive. If you talk to the doctors, the, the ERs and the, the, med, the mental wards are just full. For people that have had hope and have had progress are now back to where they began or, or even worse. I, I would look at it if we could say this is, is COVID is maybe like an umbrella. There, there's COVID at the top and it's magnified everything else underneath where, where those things you thought you had control of, you know, in, in divorce where you have the kids and I have the kids and COVID has messed that up. And now we're coming into a Christmas season and your, your family can't get home. It's magnified disruption. There's enough disruption in this world already and there's enough disruption around the Christmas season that we don't need COVID on top of it. 
we, we just don't. You know, and some disruptions are actually the hinge on which our life swings. It's actually, you remember the moment where there was life before and life after. Where there was life before, the disruption happened and life had never been the same. This world is in a season of disruption. And, and it hasn't really escaped any of us. It might look different for some people than others, but really it's disrupted some type of way of life. Disrupted. Some of you love working from home. Some of you hate working from home. It's, it's been disruptive. And I can tell you that in this season of disruption, it's disrupted my personal world and it's disrupted yours. You know, and I can honestly say, even as a pastor or somebody that, that is working in the church and is supposed to be studying and reading and God is transforming my life and he is and he is yours too, that I haven't been my best most of the time. You know, I found myself leaving conversations, having to say as I walk away, man, I, I really... I really probably shouldn't have said those things or I shouldn't have took part in that. I found myself voicing my opinion in a conversation where my opinion wasn't needed or even necessary. You know, I even had to create a tagline. I, I created something so I could actually complain and be negative. I, used to, I, I say, you know my heart, though. If you ever hear me say, you know my heart, you know I'm going to complain and be negative about something, and that's, that's my excuse to get out of it. I know I'm not alone. If, the, if I'm finding myself in more of these conversations, then so are you. We have also in this season, like I said, it's not all bad. Disruption is not all bad. We've seen some amazing things happen, and especially in our church. And, and I'm sure you've seen some amazing things. We've seen some amazing things in, in our recovery program. We've seen amazing baptisms. We baptized 29 people amongst our locations and our home churches. We've seen God restructure the way we do church, and his hand is in it, and it is showing up. And I'm believing that it'll show up in your life. But often, it takes a major disruption in our life to bring us back to what really matters. Often, it takes a major disruption in our life to bring us back to what really matters. I know for Julie and I, about six years ago, that was one of them, where I said a few minutes ago, I, can, I could tell you life before and life after that disruption. And for me, there, there was addiction, there was insecurities, there was a lack of purpose, a lack of passion, confusion, felt lost, maybe not loved, didn't recognize my identity or who God was really calling me to be at the point where I almost was done. And disruption showed up in my life. And I can tell you in that moment that, that there was a change that was going to happen. Either I went darker or I went lighter. And Julie would tell you the same thing. You know, mine was, was a lot of bad decisions and bad choices, and maybe that's you today. You just feel like, I, I, I'm making so many bad decisions, and this season of disruption is making it more difficult for me to find the help that I need. For Julie, she would tell you the same thing, that in that season was, was the time, a time stamp of disruption when, when life changed. And you know, for her, it wasn't in her control. What was going on around her, she could not control. It wasn't because of her decisions. It wasn't something that she could change, but she would tell you in that season of disruption, God's hand was showing, and, and, and it changed our life forever. And the big idea and what I want to talk to you about today, I want to talk to you about life's disruptions are often God's invitation to greater things, sometimes greater. 
greater things, something greater. Life's disruptions, read this, are often God's invitation to greater things, something greater. You know, and the good news is, is that it doesn't matter if they're major or if they're minor, if they're big or if they're small, that I believe God is inviting you into something greater, a personal relationship with you. I'm believing after, after we finish today and after we pray and after we apply some of these things to our life and we actually see that, that God is going to start to change you, that you're going to start to see some of our disruptions are, are not, not to derail us. They're not what the enemy intended. The enemy wants our disruption to be disrupt, destruction. He, he wants it to, to totally destroy us. He, he doesn't just not like you. He hates you. He does, and, and the good news about this is the Christmas story speaks to it. We're in, a, we're in a Christmas series, Christmas for COVID, and I can tell you right now, Christmas for COVID, Christmas for addiction, Christmas for loss, Christmas for whatever situation you find yourself in, whatever circumstance you're in, Christmas is the answer. And the Christmas story speaks to this. It speaks to huge disruptions. It speaks to small disruptions. And I would propose that it's the greatest disruption ever when Jesus was coming into this world. Our calendar is built off it, where it's, you know, B.C. and A.D. This was a disruption. This was a defining moment in the world that would change it forever. And I love the Christmas story. And, of course, it's Christmas. And who are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Mary and Joseph. We're going to talk about two teenagers, 16 and 18 years old, that we're going to father and mother the Son of God. You want to talk about disruption, and we're going to read these passages, and they are lengthy. We're going to read Mary's story first out of Luke, and then we're going to read Joseph's side out of Matthew, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Joseph today. I, I think Mary always gets the spotlight. She gets it all, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Joseph. We'll talk about both of them, but let's read this, read this together. It'll come up on your screen, and you'll see it here. Um, it says, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. We'll go on to Joseph, and this is in Matthew. It says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, like we saw in her story, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her, her, her fiancé, was a good man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break off the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, the son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for this child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. 
All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Disruption. I guess that is disruption. That story is what the whole world hinged on. It changed. Can you imagine these two young people now having this baby? They, their, their plans have been totally turned upside down. And some of you probably think, well, that was the Lord. They're having the Lord's son. It's not near as bad as my problems. Or not. This was a different time. They're 16 and 18. Can you imagine your 16 or 18-year-old like right now, think of fathering and mothering the Son of God. We can't even get them out of bed in the morning. Let, let alone, I remember at that age, I, didn't care. I couldn't even imagine that. You know, and imagine after all the smoke had cleared and all these plans they had, and then they, they said, okay, this, this is actually happening, and now we're having a child, but it's the Son of God. Like, Im- imagine Imagine what that would look like. And, and what I love about this story is the, the disruption in this, but how God was with them through that. That I believe it really speaks to us today. You know, what is highlighted in the Christmas story can really help us. And we're going to talk about four things that we're going to take out of the Christmas story in this story of disruption that I believe will encourage you this Christmas and give us strength to push through. That, that God is inviting us into something special, that in this season of disruption, he has more. And like I said, we're going to start with Joseph. We're going to go back and read the beginning of that scripture. And it says, Mary, Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break off the engagement quietly. As he considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so, so Joseph is in this, this time. He's going to marry this woman. She comes to him and says, I'm pregnant. And he's like, What? And in this whole story, the first one we want to look at today is what, what happened in this? The angel of the Lord came and God is communicating. In your season of disruption, God is communicating. You know, it wasn't a simple thing to break off an engagement back then. This was a major disruption to Joseph. And God was communicating to him in this story. You know, over 2,000 times in the Old Testament, it says, and God spoke to Moses. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah. God said, Scripture teaches us that God speaks through our circumstances. And all things work together for good for those who love God and are called to his purpose. You know, in this disruption, God was communicating. I can imagine Joseph thinking, oh my word, there's no way I can do this. You know, today, 50% of the engagements don't even make it down the aisle. But this was a big deal. This, this was a contract back then that would have had to have been broken. And God showed up in that disruption and spoke to him. I can see God saying, Gabriel, get down there and tell this joker what's going on before he messes it up. 
I don't know your circumstance. I don't know where you're at, but I can promise you God is communicating to you regardless of your circumstances. And in this disruptive season, are you listening? Are you willing to listen to what God wants to say to you? Because disruption turns into distraction and it keeps us from communicating with the one that has the answers. It just does. We get distracted by so many things that we're not able to hear what God is saying. I believe God has something to say to you and he has something to say to me and I get in the way of that so many times. You know, trials in life are not meant to push us away from God. They're meant to draw us close to God. The next one is God is transforming. In times of disruption, there is transformation. The Lord spoke and they listened. We right off the bat see a new identity forming. You saw when I read the story earlier, the angel of the Lord came and spoke to them and they both responded. You'll see in Luke 1.38, it says, may everything you have said about me come true. Joseph says when he woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and he took Mary as his wife. Joseph and Mary were able to see past their current situation. You know, disruption is often the start of transformation, new identity. We see their doubts. In the beginning, they weren't a believer. Joseph doubted this. He wasn't sure what was going on. But we see once he obeys, hears the word of God in communication, he takes the communication from the Lord, and immediately we start to see a new identity form. Immediately, we see obedience start to happen. I don't know where you're at in your journey, but I'm telling you, disruption is often the start of transformation. We see it over and over and over again. We do. In Romans 12, it says, don't copy the behaviors or customs of this world, but let God transform you into a person, a new person, by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which God which is good and pleasing and perfect. There's a verse before we skip, but it's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. We don't have to go there, or maybe we have it. But yeah, the old life is gone and the new life has begun. It doesn't say the old life is going, the old life is disappearing. Eventually, if you keep doing good, it, it will leave. No, the old life is gone and a new life has begun. And in the transformation, that does, that does happen. And there is a transforming and God is calling us to more and refining us and, and, and calling us to the goodness of his life. All the promises we have. C.S. Lewis says this, says, isn't it funny how day by day, Nothing changes, but when you look back, everything is different. Isn't that true in life? That we don't see change day by day, but when we look back, there's a huge change. And maybe there's people in your life telling you, you'll never change, you haven't changed. I'm challenging you and just speaking into you today, do not believe that. If you've received Jesus, you've received his power, and there's a change that happened, and you're transforming. You're not the same person. We see this over and over in our church. There, there, we have proof in the, in the transforming power of Jesus. And we saw it in Mary and Joseph's life. They, they continued the path where, where they had 
they had the son. They had baby Jesus come into the world in, in a terrible spot, in, in a difficult time. They had to travel. They had to travel far back to their hometown, back to Bethlehem. Call it the Bethlehem bubble back then. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But it was just not a great situation. But they were transformed by Jesus speaking into them. Number three is God is redeeming. And in this story, we see that Jesus, God, is rewriting their story. That, that who they used to be, these people from the hometown, these people in the, that, that were having a baby out of marriage. You know, you can imagine what the people were saying to them. They were going to be the parents of Jesus. That God was rewriting their story. And in, in a season of disruption, there is redemption. The, the mistakes that we've made or, or the things that we just are, are gone in our life that used to be there or maybe you've gone down a path where you feel like there's no hope, God will rewrite your story. And he was rewriting their story. Can you imagine them looking after, after um, the baby was born, after Jesus came into this world and after kind of the dust settled and they're sitting there looking at their baby thinking, man, Nine months ago, we were in a little village and we had no idea what we were doing or who we were going to be. I, I can see Joseph saying to Mary, remember Mary? Remember what people said? And now we're the parents of the Savior of the world. We have a responsibility to, to, to do this, to follow through. And God rewrote their story and continued to rewrite their story. God is not done with you. He, he is not done with you. I say that again. He is not done with you. He, it, it's a beginning. It's a, it's a new life that has begun. God is going to continue to transform. He's going to continue to redeem. It's a rewriting of our story. Our past is gone. It says in Genesis 50, 20, You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Luke 1, 37, for the word of God will never fail. The word of God will never fail. I love what Charles Spurgeon says. I, I love this statement, and I remember this in my life. I, I thought I could have leaped from earth to heaven at one spring when I saw my sins drowned in the Redeemer's blood. Do you remember Jesus coming into your life and seeing your sins just go away? How, how he's rewriting your story? I know I do. I, I remember what that looks like. I remember inviting him in and I remember working through the process that was tough. It was transforming. I remember communicating with him. I remember the transformation that was happening that God would rewrite, redeem me and he'll do the same for you. I remember receiving that blood of Jesus. I don't know where you're at or, or what disruption is in your life or, or how far far gone you may feel when I first saw my, my sins drowned in the Redeemer's blood and I'll never forget what Jesus has done for me and in this season sometimes we need to remember and we need to think what Christmas is all about in a season of disruption and loss and change that, that Christmas is Christ coming into the world to rewrite your story and to rewrite mine our last one is God is inviting isn't he? God is inviting. In times of disruption, there is always an invitation 
for you and me. The big idea and what we've been talking about today is life's disruptions. Life's disruptions are often God's invitation to greater things and something greater. Life's disruptions are often God's invitation to greater things. There's an invitation for you today and there's an invitation for me and it's an invitation to more. You know, I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know what your story is, but I can tell you by looking at those teenage kids that, that mothered and fathered the son of Jesus, that their life was transformed, that God rewrote who they were. He was in communication with them. He was there to help them come alongside of them. God invited Mary and Joseph into something so special. And imagine if, they, if Joseph had just said, I'm out of here and said, I can't do this, if he would have bought into the lies that everybody else was telling him. Imagine believing that, that this son that she was going to have was from the Holy Spirit, and it wasn't his, what his friends would have said. The invitation is there, and many of us don't take it. I have no idea your situation. I don't know what you're involved in. I don't know how bad. I don't know how good. I don't know if you have major disruptions or if you have minor disruptions. I don't know if you're far or close from God. But there is absolutely nothing. There's no amount of lying, porn, COVID, addiction, divorce, self-centeredness, money, negativity that can keep you from the invitation of Jesus. Jesus is inviting you in to a new life with him. I know that this season, this disruption season has been tough and it's changed a lot of things. Nothing can keep us from him. There's an open invitation from Jesus right now into a fully alive life with him where we can sit in our disruption, in in the mess and invite him into it where we can communicate and we can talk with him, where we can watch him transform us into something we were created to be, a new identity. The old is gone, the new has come. Allow him to rewrite your story. You might look at your past and think, man, I am so bad, I am not worthy. You're not, but he came and died for you. That's what Christmas is. It's for our mistakes. It's for your your disruption. Jesus wants to be with you exactly where you are. It says in John 3, 16, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him so that everyone that's you and that's me and like I said a moment ago it doesn't matter your circumstances or where you're at he's inviting you into a relationship he's inviting you into something better do not let the enemy use this moment of disruption for destruction you know I believe in your time of disruption that he is gonna he's going to disrupt your disruption and invite you into something greater if that makes sense right now what what you're feeling is the holy spirit coming in and saying you know whoever whatever your name is follow me adam you're my you're my son and i i want you to follow me i have something so much better for you put those distractions aside and and listen to me you know god doesn't just give eternal life later he gives eternal life 
now. Why in the world would I not receive that gift? Why in the world would I not invite him in to my disruption? Why in the world would I not do that? Jesus is the answer. Jesus is Christmas. He is hope. He is healing. You know, this is a moment for some of you of permanent disruption. This is the moment where you're going to look back and say, that is when my life changed forever. Christmas 2020, you're going to look and say, God, that is where you came in and my life drastically changed. I saw that six years in my life and God has rewritten my story and he'll rewrite yours. We need to believe in what Jesus says. Why wouldn't we receive this? Receive all the promises from the Lord today. Receive them into your heart. We're going we're to pray together. And some of you are going to repeat a prayer I'm going to say for the first time. And, and this, is, this is Christmas. Jesus coming into this world and then leaving the world so you could have everlasting life. So all those things that are keeping you, keeping you from, from the things that, that we are meant to enjoy in this world hope, healing, and freedom, that you're going to experience that for the first time today. And maybe you've been journeying with us. Maybe you're part of Kings. Maybe you're involved. You've been a believer for a long time, but you've been really, really disrupted. You've been really, really shaken and rattled. I invite you to pray this prayer just as a dedication in this season. You know what? This has been tough on me, Jesus, but I'm believing in your saving grace. I'm going to bring you into my situation and my circumstances. and I'm going to lay myself down at your feet and I'm going to allow you to start to restore me and rewrite my story. If you would pray with me right now in Jesus' name, just repeat after me. God, we know that you sent your son. I believe that Jesus came into this world. I believe that Jesus came into this world to die for my sin and my shame. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead so I could have eternal life and I receive that free gift today. I receive his love and his grace today in Jesus' name. Amen. Communicating, transforming, redeeming, and inviting is what God is doing in this season of disruption is what God is doing for you this Christmas. We love you so much, King's Church.